from the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. This is Martha Kennedy at the Library of Congress. Saturday, August 30th, will mark the 14th year that book lovers of all ages have gathered in Washington, D.C. to celebrate the written word at the Library of Congress National Book Festival. The festival, which is free and open to the public, will hold evening hours for the first time ever this year in its new location, the Walter E. Washington Convention Center in Washington, D.C. Hours will be from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. For more details, visit www.loc.gov bookfest. And now, it is my pleasure to introduce Liza Donnelly. Ms. Donnelly has published 16 successful books, quite varied in type. They include children's books, a history of women cartoonists at The New Yorker, several collections of her drawings, and several collaborative collections with her husband, Michael Maslin, also a cartoonist. Her latest book, Women on Men, Cartoons by Liza Donnelly, contains over 200 cartoons and sections of writing. Liza, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Themes of gender identity and gender relations are featured in several of your books, including Women on Men. Many consider you a feminist cartoonist, yet you recently wrote persuasively online, Let's Retire the Battle of the Sexes. What prompted you to create this book? <laughs> well, I am a, I'm a cartoonist who's a feminist, that's true, and um, I do cartoons about all kinds of things. But this book, I was, I, well, first of all, The Battle of the Sexes, is an old term, I think, and what I what I meant by that was that um, we shouldn't talk about it being a battle. I think it's a collaborative problem mm-hmm. we have, men and women, and we shouldn't be fighting with each other. We should work, in, you know, looking for ways to to make things better um, between the t- the two genders. Um, my what I was prompted to do this book was because um, mostly for for humor, in that I feel that men have controlled humor for way too long, for decades. It's changing now, but I think uh, I wanted to do a book of women making making lovingly fun of men uh, in a way that, that we haven't done enough of in, in years. And I think, I, I just feel like women need to use humor more because humor, when, when used creatively and not in a negative way, it can expose some of the problems that we have in our day-to-day lives. So it's like poking fun at, at men and poking fun at ourselves helps to change things. So it's like I wanted to, um, I wanted to, to get the woman's voice out uh, as a humorous voice and make fun of, the, of, of our, our male counterparts. That's great. Thank you. I think laughing together is important, don't you? Yes, I do too. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> you are a contract cartoonist and writer with The New Yorker magazine where you have been creating cartoons about social trends, culture, and politics for over 30 years. Some cartoons in this new book, Women on Men, come from your New Yorker work, but not all. Can you tell us where the others in the collection were published, and did you also create new ones? I did create new ones, and they, many of them were published in a variety of places uh, other than the New Yorker. I found, I found this this voice uh, of women being, for want of a better word, snarky. Back in the <laughs> 80s, when I was drawing for The New Yorker, they, I published some there. And um, 
at that time we had more magazines to publish cartoons, so I did publish some of them in in uh, hard copy magazines. But then now I publish a lot more on the internet uh, mm-hmm. because there are no markets in magazines anymore, except for the New Yorker. Mm-hmm. So places like uh, uh, Huffington Post, Daily Beast, Politico, uh, Medium is a, is a new blog platform that I. I'm a regular on political cartoons. And then my column for Forbes, which is always about women's issues. That's terrific to find out. Thank you. How do you create your cartoons? Do you begin with a visual idea and develop the caption line later? No, it's a combination of both, Martha. It's, uh, mm-hmm. When I first started out, it was more visual. I was a visual thinker, I think, mm-hmm. um, suspicious of words. But as I've done this for so long now, I'm more comfortable with words. <laughs> and so m- more often than not, the idea comes to me through words, and then I draw the cartoon to go with it. But it's, it's really a collaborative effect because you visualize. You do visualize what you're, the mm-hmm. idea that you're thinking. So it's really a hard answer. Yeah, no, no, no. That's really interesting, and and I'm not surprised. It's it's yeah. not a simple uh, question and not easy to answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sister cartoonist Roz Chast praises you for seeing people clearly, having a wonderful eye and ear for revealing details. What are some ways you gather material for your cartoons? Do you have favorite places or venues where you observe people? Yeah, well, um, I use whatever I can. Uh, Roz is wonderful. She's so she was so kind to write the introduction to to one of my books, and um, she's an old friend. We started out about the same time at the New Yorker, and she's an amazing, amazing mm-hmm. voice. It's incredible. So I was honored to hear her say that. I well, I mean, I uh, I love sitting in cafes. You know, the cafes that have the bar along the window where you can mm-hmm. watch people while you drink your coffee or have your lunch or whatever. That I love sitting there and watching people in New York, or they have these in all cities, but I'm New York-based. And then I get ideas, or I get seeds of ideas, um, just reading all kinds of news, whether it's hard politics, uh, international news, or um, pop culture, gawker.com, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. I, you know, I, I watch some TV. It's just like you have to sort of be aware of the whole culture to be successful at this business, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This book has more writing by you than several of your other books. Can you talk a little about how the sections of writing relate with the groups of cartoons? This book has, each chapter has a a section of writing. And what I did with this book, Women on Men, is I really tried to push myself to be, to uh, dig deep at what, what the issue was about concerning me particularly and the and this is what I did in the writing like how did it get at what I what I felt mm-hmm. instead of just trying to create humor uh, for humor's sake I was trying to get at um, some personal stuff so the and I was trying to be as uh, I was trying to push myself because I'm kind of a uh, a nice cartoonist I try not to um push anyone's buttons, but I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I really don't think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but I tried to push myself to be even stronger in my humor and, and more forceful in my ideas. So the, the written parts are, are more autobiographical, and they relate to the subject of each chapter in that, in that way. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. That's yeah. great. I think that, that will pique people's interest. In. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. good. So, and I personally found it very helpful, too, in um, uh-huh. oh, enhancing good. the whole. So. 
Okay. Also, the book is handwritten, which That's um, a great point. Our yeah. idea with the publishers to make the book feel like a um, a journal, mm-hmm. and so th- you know that that lends itself to the idea that this is my my thoughts. My thoughts, and I also between some cartoons, there's writing that is reacting to the cartoons. Like I'll I'll make a little note um, on one page about a cartoon, like where I thought of it, or what I think of it, or how it came about. So it we try to make the book have a journal-like feel, mm-hmm. diary-like feel. It does, it does, oh, oh, which excellent. makes it really appropriate for the graphic novels pavilion too. I think oh, good. so. There's a nice narrative quality to mm-hmm. it. So yeah. This year, you received an honorary doctorate from the University of Connecticut and delivered the commencement address to the graduate school ceremony. Could you tell us a little about the content of that speech and perhaps elaborate on the power of the cartoon as an art form and how it continues to operate effectively in today's world? Yes, that was a great honor. I was, I was humbled by that and... Um, <laughs> I wrote a speech because I wasn't sure these these students were older, the graduate students. So I I uh, tried to find something that was personal to me that would have meaning for them and and also be re- relate to the culture and what's going on now. And um, the, the main thrust of my speech was was about uh, listening and how, as a cartoonist, as I just mentioned, I think in in some words, some ways, it's important to listen. I mean, we we look a lot, we see mm-hmm. things, but we also hear things. So, and when I say listen, I mean listen closely to what what people are saying, what people are doing, and and what's going on in the culture or other cultures as well. And because the in you know the world is so fast paced right now, and we're all we're all um, m- most of us are caught up in the the buzz of the internet and and news and fast paced you know social media and whatnot. When I use that stuff, and I love it, um, I love Twitter and Facebook, I gather what I can from it, and I stop and I listen. I turn it off and I listen to myself think. So I was offering to the, the audience to, to stop every now and then listen. Listen to yourself and find out if, if you're really doing what you want to do, what you mean to be doing, and not what other people think you're doing. So it's all about listening to yourself. And then I extended it to listening to other people listening to other cultures internationally to understand what it is they need from us. You know, if you want to help, because if you listen to yourself and know what you want to do, then you're much more adaptable to helping other people and listening to what they need and, and figuring out what, what they, because they're not going to necessarily tell you uh, what they need. And the, uh, the women in, in uh, Iran, they're not going to be able to tell you, but you have to listen to what they need, not presume that they need what you need. So that was the, I think, I think that's, basically what I what I said. It was a wonderful speech. I well, listened to it online. Yeah. Oh, yeah, thank you. Just thank you. Yeah, it was very thoughtful. Yes. Oh, and and thought provoking too. Oh, I hope I'm glad. I'm glad <laughs> I was that's what I was going for. Yeah. <laughs> also well, humor. I, I was trying to be funny at times too, Martha, but it's it's not easy to do that. Oh, I'm sure it isn't. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you managed to do it. Thank you. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm coming up here on the last question. As you may know, this year's National Book Festival theme is Stay Up with a Good Book. Is there a book you've read recently that you enjoyed staying up to read? The most interesting books I read recently was uh, the, the autobiography of uh, Justice uh, Sotomayor, 
um, Sonia Sotomayor. Yeah. It's an amazing book and really a page turner. And um, I'm, I like to read a lot of nonfiction, although I do read fiction. But I love that book. Um, and I also read a book recently by uh, called "How to Succeed in Business Without Really Crying," and <laughs> by Carol Leifer, who's a uh, a comedian, but she's also a writer for uh, television. Uh, she wrote for Seinfeld, many episodes for Seinfeld, Modern Family, and um, other other places. But uh, that was a that was a fun book and a really good book as well to hear about her her past writing uh, writing humor. So um, those are two two examples. And Roz's book is great too. I read Roz's. Oh, I stayed up to yes. read Roz, Roz Chass book. The graphic memoir. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, I do read graphic memoirs every now and then. Uh, when when I come across them. Great, great, yeah. yeah. Well, I loved uh, uh, Sotomayor's uh, autobiography too. Just wasn't it great? It was. Yes. And uh, I'm now reading Hillary Clinton's book, which I really enjoy too. Oh, good, good. That's great. Hard choices. Well, That's great. I really look forward to coming to to the festival. I've never been, and I, I can't wait to see it. Well, we look forward to having you. This will be fantastic. Thank you. We've been hearing from Liza Donnelly, who will appear on Saturday, August 30th in the Graphic Novels Pavilion at the National Book Festival at the Washington Convention Center. Thank you so much, Liza. Oh, you're very welcome, Martha. It's a pleasure. Thanks so much. This has been a presentation of the Library of Congress. Visit us at loc.gov.